The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmark, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Don't Yes, hello everyone. Welcome to Sports Day WA with Peter Vlahos here. Whether you may be uh, on the roads, possibly driving home from work, uh, whether in the Perth CBD, down in the southwest, in the goldfields, wherever you may be driving uh, at the moment, no doubt you've experienced what has been a very, very wintry day and a dangerous day too with those uh, damaging winds and the torrential rain and the thunderstorms that have all come uh, with the package uh, for this Wednesday. So do take care as you make your way home. In the meantime, we've got plenty coming up between now and 6 o'clock. Uh, my special guest, after speaking to Phil Cracker last night, wasn't that an interesting chat? Uh, being inducted in the WA Football Hall of Fame, we found out from Phil what it meant to him, uh, his beginning of his football career in Mount Barker, how he came to Claremont. We also spoke to his very first waffle coach in Graham Moss last night. Then we went from Mossy into Phil Cracker, his days at North Melbourne. And, of course, the package came, Phil and Jimmy, through Ron Joseph, who was the big talent manager for the Kangaroos during those resurgent years in the late 70s and early 80s under then-coach Ron Barassi, as we know, he had Malcolm Blight there as well, and they were a star-studded outfit, were North Melbourne. And he spoke about the racism factor, that both he and his brother Jimmy were subjected to a lot of racial abuse in their playing days, both in the WAFL and also in the VFL, as it was known then. And he went on by saying that he felt at that stage of his career there weren't a lot of Indigenous players playing particularly in the VFL. Therefore, they were targets and targets on a daily, weekly basis when they were playing as well. But it was an interesting chat to Phil Cracker last night. Tonight, we're going to speak to a pioneer of women's Australian football. Jan Cooper was also inducted into the West Australian Football Hall of Fame. A real passion for sport a huge love for AFL, and as we found out, she was pivotal in introducing the Women's League into the AFL competition. So we'll speak to Jan Cooper, congratulate her on a Hall of Fame induction, and also find out from her about uh, her passion, being football, particularly with women's football and the AFLW getting underway for an AFL, uh, for an eighth season. So we'll speak to Jan Cooper a bit later on. Also, there was a very interesting interview overnight conducted in the UK on the TalkSport UK radio network, which is not too dissimilar to what we do here at SENWA, 24-7 sport on the SEN network, with Ange Postacoglu, the manager of Tottenham Hotspur. And I'll feature some of that a bit later on as well in the back half of our program tonight. But, of course, the breaking story of the day, thanks to Cobram Estate, premium Australian extra virgin olive oil. Well, there's been two in some ways. The fallout to Maynard, Braden Maynard, being free to play uh, in uh, the remaining finals campaign for Collingwood. 
and the fact that the AFL has decided against appealing the tribunal's decision to clear Braden Maynard for his knockout blow on Melbourne's Angus Brayshaw. Firstly, uh, there was a biomechanist, Michael Cole, was featured on the SEN network today. And this is what he said on the areas he was asked to address in the evidence last night. In, in my mind, sadly, it was, it was something that, that uh, could have only been avoided, really, if, uh, if Maynard had not elected to, to try and smother the ball. Whether he should or he shouldn't have done, I guess, is something that only he could answer. And, and, and any of us who have played sport will know that, that uh, decisions are made on the spur of the moment. But um, again, once he was airborne, um, his, his trajectory was, uh, was predefined by, um, by physics. Given the footage that, that I had available uh, for the purposes of this review, uh, I was able to sort of deduce that the time between the ball passing uh, Mr Maynard's hands or arms um, would have given him no more than 400 milliseconds uh, to make an alternate decision um, prior to the collision. Uh, so we know that reaction times uh, under fairly controlled conditions can be as little as half that, um, but uh, we also know that in more complicated and, and dynamic environments, they can be significantly longer as well. So th- that felt like the nub of it. There was no... It felt like in the finding that there was no time for a conscious decision to either brace or brump, bump. This was falling and flinching. That, that's... that's. Uh, I think in some of the, the notes of the uh, the blog following my, my after I left the, the uh, tribunal, there was some discussion around... I think flinching was a word used by one of the other... Uh, tribunal members. So, yeah, so it, it was really whether it was more of an instinctive uh, reaction or response to the impending collision or whether it was uh, a purposeful positioning of the body. Uh, and I, I felt that it was there wasn't enough uh, information there uh, to really make a conclusive determination one way or the other. So there you go. That's uh, the biomechanist, uh, Michael Cole. He was on the Waitley program in SEN in Melbourne today. And the other big story, Trevor Nisbet on the decision that he will be resigning uh, at the end of his contract term, which uh, ends at the end of the next football season in 2024. I said to the Run Home boys, I'm just wondering why they needed to conduct a press conference, the West Coast Eagles, today. Um, Paul Fitzpatrick, uh, the chairman of the West Coast Eagles, and Trevor Nisbet, the CEO, both addressed the media at 10.30 this morning. And in the end, there was nothing real new that came out of it other than they are now and have been working towards a succession plan for when Trevor Nisbet finishes his tenure at the end of 2024. And Nizzy did also suggest prior to this press conference that he was undecided whether he'd seek a new term. That's the only thing that probably came out of this, that he has decided not to seek an extension on his term past 2024. But whether it needed a full-blown press conference, I'm not sure. I reckon a a statement from the club may have sufficed. But anyway, this is what Nizzy had to say uh, regarding him stepping down as the long-term CEO of the West Coast Eagles at the end of the next football season. Well, it's it's been three or four months in the making. Um, We we sat down as a board and, and certainly... It's been in the back of my mind for a, a while, and and once Paul and I had so many discussions about it uh, over the last three or four months, and then the decision was pretty easy in the end. I mean, we need we need time to look for someone. Um, we, if we waited till next year, 
uh, a lot of the people are already in positions that we'd like to talk to. And I guess the board, when they're setting this up, they need time to, to gather their thoughts. So yeah, it, it's taken three or four months to get to this. We believe in the process we're going through at the moment. Someone could come in next year and have a look at what we're doing and how we're doing it. And, uh, you know, it's an old cliche that I guess the only way is up for us. We're, we're looking at building a, a brand new football team. And we started it a couple of years ago. We're, we're going to go through this process. And it's been really tough. But I, I think a new CEO coming in, it'll give them a great opportunity to, uh, to be part of a, a successful um, football team again, but also part of a successful club. So the wash-up to Braden uh, Maynard's uh, a verdict last night, uh, that being today the wash-up and everybody having their opinion on it. And, of course, Trevor Nisbet coming out today to say that at the end of his contract, his current contract with the West Coast Eagles, that'll be it for him as the CEO of the club. The two major stories today for Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold-pressed in northern Victoria. We'll take a break. On the other side of the break, we'll speak to Jan Cooper. Uh, Firstly, to congratulate her on being inducted into the WA Football Hall of Fame the other night and also talk to her about her trailblazing journey when it comes to Australian rules football and where she sees it going from here and forward, particularly with the AFLW. So Jan will join us next here on Sports Day WA.